It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's high time. We had a high time. Together. Together. Yes, it's high time. We had a high time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and cannabis lifestyle guide. While on my road trip to the Emerald Triangle, I met up with one of the founders of Humboldt Apothecary at their headquarters in Arcata. Susan Cleverden is a Michigan native who was introduced to the cannabis industry when she landed in Humboldt County. That began her journey studying medicinal plants with several reputable herbalists. Susan and her business partner, Gillian, combined forces in 2013 to begin the genesis of Humboldt Apothecary, a small-batch, top-quality tincture company committed to sound environmental practices and the promotion of healthy living. If you're a cannabis user in California, you've likely tried a tincture at some point. I was never much of a tincture girl myself, at least not consistently. But a couple of months ago, I was the fortunate recipient of multiple bottles of tinctures for a myriad of things. I began an experiment using one tincture morning and one nightly. When I'm amped up after an event or if I've been up late writing or editing to hit a deadline, then I really struggle winding down for sleep. Once I'm out, I'm out. But it takes me a while to get there. And smoking typically doesn't help. I tend to lie there feeling every pulsation and feeling happening in my body, and then I have to meditate to relax out of that and then eventually fall asleep somewhere in there. The first night I tried the sleeping tincture, I was desperate for sleep, and so I double-dosed myself. I know, I know, I didn't follow my own rules. Well, it worked, but I woke up feeling really groggy. I backed down my dose to a dropper full, and I notice an ease now in my sleep. When I go to bed on time and I use a proper dose of the tincture, 
I sleep well and I wake up with or just minutes before my alarm most mornings. I use a CBD tincture each morning to aid in my inflammation and relief for whole body wellness. Tinctures really are a popular method of consumption of both THC and CBD for a multitude of common health concerns. Anything from anxiety to insomnia to seizures and inflammation relief. There are so many options out there and plenty of confusion when it comes to choosing the right one for you or your loved one. So listen in as Susan and I talk tinctures and discuss the role of cannabis in a wellness lifestyle. Be sure to stick around after our chat to familiarize yourself with the difference between whole plant and industrial hemp oils and tinctures and the benefits of using whole plant products. And don't worry about taking notes. I'll share mine and useful links in the podcast 63 show notes at casuallybake.com. So you just settle in and enjoy the chat. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just take one. Thank you so much, Joanna, for making the trip up here and taking the time to learn a little bit more about Humble the Pothcary and let your listeners know about maybe a different form of taking medicine that they've never um, never tried before. Humble the Pothcary is a cannabis tincture company. My business partner, Gillian Levy, who's fantastic, came to me about five years ago and said she wanted to start a business and she really wanted to combine cannabis with medicinal plants. Um, We both have spent many years studying with renowned herbalists and developed a passion for using plants to to promote health, basically, and to live a healthy life. Yeah, she came to me and she said, you know, let's combine cannabis and other medicinal plants. And I was so enthusiastic. I thought that was a really terrific idea. You know, we decided that a tincture was a, a great way to take medicine. A tincture is a liquid, and um, you take it internally. A lot of tinctures on the market these days are made with MCT oil, but kind of a classic um, way to take a tincture is in alcohol. So our original formulas were um, taking, mixing cannabis tincture or cannabis extract with other medicinal plant tinctures. Um, and so what we really started off um, wanting to do was identifying, you know, what, what are some of the major ways that people are suffering in our country? There's so much um, illness and there's so much imbalance. And what really um, motivated us is so many people are on pharmaceutical drugs and experiencing um, the negative harmful side effects of pharmaceutical drugs. And then a lot of times they get on other pharmaceutical drugs to counteract the side effects from yes. the original pharmaceutical yes. that they're on. And it mm-hmm. it turns into a nightmare. You know, we, we know that people suffer from insomnia and so many people suffer from anxiety and depression and so many people are in pain and we see dementia and Alzheimer's on the rise, and um, that's becoming a huge, it is a huge problem in our culture. So um, we we made formulas to try to address all of those problems. You know, as, as we were talking about before, I think a lot of people at some point came across a, a cannabis tincture, and it burned the crap out of the inside of their mouth and tasted <laughs> awful. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so we wanted 
people not to have that experience when they take our tinctures. So, <laughs> yeah. so we put a little honey in there. And we were thoughtful about what we wanted to to use as a sweetener. Um, we could have simply probably thrown some sugar in there, but of course that would not be very healthy. And, um, no. you know, one of the, the big things we believe is that um, cannabis is great, but it's one part of a healthy lifestyle. And so that's what we really promote. To use this in conjunction with other other forms of healthy living. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's that whole cannabis for wellness lifestyle. That's, that's the lifestyle that I live and that I advocate for because it really is a, a whole new world for people that don't understand cannabis and they just see it as one thing, this recreational drug that people use to get high and it's like, no, 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 let's, let's pop the hood. Let's look under here. There's lots of good qualities. There's lots of things that it's good for. And it is, it's about learning how to use it to accentuate the other healthful, healthy living things that you're doing, you know, and that's one of the things I was excited to talk to you about, because I haven't had anyone on the show yet that is doing this the apothecary style use of cannabis. You know, tinctures have been around forever. Tinctures are always the things that the hippies that I know use. There's, <laughs> they have a tincture for everything. And so the fact that you're taking, you know, something for sleep and something to relax and something to, you know, get you going, like being able to take all of those ideas and add in the thoughtful use of other herbs and, and making it taste good. Like these are all the things that I'm excited to kind of dive in and learn more about. It is funny to think about the stereotype that a tincture has. It really is like the hippie running around with her basket with mm -hmm. like 15 different tinctures in it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. But it's just simply a great way to take medicine. There's nothing wrong – well – I should say there's nothing wrong with smoking, but you know, smoking's a great vehicle for a lot of people. It gets rough on the lungs. So it's it's nice to have a, another option. Aren't there different ways that you can administer the tinctures too? Like sure you can just put it in your mouth, uh, you know, hold it under your tongue for a couple of minutes so that it's absorbed sublingually and that way it takes effect faster. But can you add it to foods and drinks and different things like that? Like what's the optimum way to consume the tincture to get the most medicinal benefit? Everyone has their own personal preference. So a distinction to make is with uh, oil-based tinctures, those you can put under your tongue. And it's a good idea if you're wanting to experience the effects more quickly because then it gets into your bloodstream more quickly and doesn't have to go through the whole digestive process. But with an alcohol tincture, you don't want to put it under your tongue. I mean, you could, but it's pretty caustic and you would probably do some damage to your mucous membranes over time. Uh -huh. um, we recommend to a lot of people to put it in a small amount of water or a little bit of tea. I just recently um, met a woman who makes healthy breakfast bars and she puts um, one of our tinctures inflammation sealer that's designed for pain and inflammation in her breakfast bars, which I thought was a really cool idea. You could totally put them in a smoothie. Could even put them over ice cream, like especially these oil ones. Mm -hmm. um, and especially we have one called Love Potion that has a lot of really other tasty herbs go really nice over ice cream or, or even a dessert. Um, nice. So there are a variety of ways. And then, you know, for people who don't mind a little bit of alcohol in their mouth, 
I mean, I just take a dropper full and squirt it right in my mouth. I don't put it under the tongue, but yeah. I'm a little lazy and yeah. I don't mind the flavor. Right. So it's well, easy I've, like that. I've been to some cannabis events where they are adding the CBD to drinks and, you know, making mocktails or, you know, having a regular cocktail and adding the CBD to it. How close are bitters to a tincture? Like, I mean, not to just focus on our products, but we happen to have a formula um, called Cannabitters. And the reason why we designed that wasn't because it goes great in a cocktail, which it does. Uh, <laughs> but what bitters do for your body is they set off a cascade of enzymes that prepare your body for food. And a lot of cancer patients and other really sick people, they have a hard time having um, their appetite stimulated and they just don't feel like eating. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we created the bitters for. Okay. Um, so in the Italian culture, you have a cocktail before you have dinner, and then there's you know the one that you have at the end of the meal to help you digest all of your food. It's that same concept, I guess, right? Well, yeah. And originally, people would have a little salad before their meal, and salads used to contain bitter greens. And so you'd have the bit of greens and it would start that whole enzyme cascade, enzyme cascade, and then your body would be ready to digest the food. But now our salads so largely are iceberg lettuce and it yeah. kind of defeats the purpose. Well, and that's <laughs> funny because when I was living in Italy, you order a salad and it comes at the end of your meal. It's the very last thing you eat. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Because it helps digest. Uh-huh. But, you know, to go back to um, the mocktails, um, that's an absolutely another a great way to take a tincture. You could just take sparkling water or anything like that and put a tincture in there. We've done um, a cannabar at events before where we've made non-alcoholic bases. Um, my business partner, Gillian, is really good at making shrubs and simple syrups. I love shrubs. And so then making a delicious drink, mm-hmm. throw in some inflammation soother, throw in some calm. Um, it's a great way to get your tincture. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I've been kind of exploring the culture here in Humboldt County. And, you know, you showed me around your facilities earlier. And the rules and the laws seem to be changing quite rapidly. But it seems like y'all have a really tight-knit cannabis culture here in Humboldt. As I talk to people and I try to explore the cannabis culture and introduce to the people that listen what life is like for people in the cannabis space and and for us to really appreciate the freedom to use these products because a lot of people are putting their lives and and mortgages and all kinds of stuff on the line to like be in this business, you know, with your herbalist background and Gilly's background and as a botanist and herbalist, you know, what you're providing to the people is just absolutely so important and I just curious what your take is about how, you know, things are going in Humboldt and what where you think your business is going. And It's a real interesting time in Humboldt right now because cannabis has been such a thriving black market industry for so long. You know, a fraction of the people are going to make it into the legal regulated market. That right there is, is a huge change for Humboldt. But... There are a lot of people who have been doing this for a lot of years and they have a lot of passion for the plant and they have a lot of skills, for lack of better words. They've been doing this for a long time. They're really good at what they do. Um, A lot of innovative strains have come out of Humboldt County. So to have our business in the heart of Humboldt County and have access to 
all of the cultivators who have been doing this for so long and are so good at it, we, we get such a superior product to put in our yeah. in our products. Right. Um, it's a real blessing. We work with small outdoor farmers, and um, I just think that there is something to be said when something is produced on a, a smaller scale than a larger scale. Um, yeah, craft cannabis for sure. And, you know, we I had a conversation about that yesterday with Siobhan, with Grow Sisters, talking about – you know, when we do have these big companies that come in, these cigarette manufacturers are mm-hmm. going to start having like tractor cannabis. It just makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. The I amount just got those of goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like the amount of time and love and attention and energy that the farmers put into a crop that's a quarter of an acre. Mm-hmm. And it's just like they know every single one of those plants. They know everything that's going on. And it is completely grown and in a sacred way, in a holistic, organic way, that it completely makes me nervous to think about the alternative. Do you have the specific farms that you work with here? Are you constantly looking for the best product, looking for new farms? Good question. But first, I want to say you explain that so well. I totally believe in the energy that goes into medicine making, anything really, food making. You you eat a, a dinner prepared by somebody who's totally pissed off versus someone who's feeling mm-hmm. a lot of love. It, it really is going to be different. Maybe that sounds really yeah. hippy-dippy, but no, I believe that. No, I've told so, someone before that their, <laughs> their meal felt like a hug to me. <laughs> yeah. So I believe that about the cannabis being grown. And I believe that when somebody ingests takes or whatever form the cannabis gets into into a product, I believe that they're going to have a more healing experience than they're ingesting a product that's made with, I don't know what you want to call it, commercially farmed, giant farm, Mm -hmm. pharma farm. Yeah. Yeah. Pharma (laughs) farm. The question that you asked was, crap, I I digress. Well, no. Do you have have specific specific farms farms. that you work with or are you constantly like meeting new farmers and interviewing people? Well, what we've been doing a lot is we've kind of been working with um, an extraction company who works with the farmers. So when I say we work with the farmers, it's it's been mostly sort of indirectly. Okay. Um, But I kind of see the future. You know, what worries me a little bit is these big companies coming in and they're going to want to sign contracts with farmers and they're going to say, we'll take your whole crop. So that concerns me a little bit. Yeah. But I see the future for us in that we will be aligning ourselves more with specific farmers. Yeah. Um, in fact, we were just chatting with a woman the other day who's um, basically a friend of Gillian's and didn't realize that she's growing one of the strains that we love to use in our products, Sunset Sherbert. That's it's one of got my favorites. Such a great terpene profile. Yeah. And so um, we're like, great, we want to get your Sunset Sherbert. So yeah, I, I see it heading more in that direction. Well, and that actually leads me into what I was curious about. For each of your formulas, do you have a specific strain that you like to use every single time and you keep it consistent that way? Yeah. Nice. Um, we had been on our goal list for a long time and we just didn't quite have the access to enough consistency of any any sort of strain. Uh-huh. And so... Um, yeah, we've been able to do that. You know, obviously it makes it a more consistent product for the consumer. If we're making a product and one time you get it and it's got OG in it, and then the next time it's got Sunset Sherbert, it's going to be a different experience. Yes. And yeah. so we 
firmly believe in the importance of consistency. People rely on our products and they rely on feeling the way they expect and want to feel. So are the is the packaging labeled like it tells you which um, strain the extract is? We haven't done that yet. And maybe we will. Of um, course, you know, as you showed me the boxes of packaging that you now have to waste because mm-hmm. they've changed the regulations again. Mm-hmm. That might add that might be a an expensive packaging cost to with the it'll be very exciting, hopefully in the next um Hopefully in the next month, they're going to put out the final regulations and we'll know when they're going into effect. And then hopefully there will be some solid ground for a little while. <laughs> but in the meantime, you know, we're um, wanting to develop some new products. We're wanting to get packaging and it's a little nerve wracking knowing um, exactly. We, yeah. we think we know what's going to be in the final regulations, but we don't know for sure. So yeah. And that's what we've learned is that yeah. we can't be certain about anything right now. <laughs> I mean, we had a situation, um, we had a whole big round of packaging made and we had missed the detail in the latest rendition of regulations that the government warning had to be bolded. And so we yeah. have ordered all this packaging. And so we then had printed out bolded government warning stickers and put them over the government warning that was already on our packaging. Oh, my God. Little things like that. Yeah. It's a little maddening. <laughs> yeah, that is maddening. Um, what is your um, your best-selling product? Our best-selling product right now is our Sweet Jane 20 to 1, um, okay. which means 20 parts CBD to 1 part THC. People, I think there are a lot, well, I know there are a lot of um, users out there who are really afraid of getting high. Mm-hmm. And so they're going for the least amount of THC possible. Mm-hmm. But uh, us knowing that they do need a little bit of THC in the mix to give that entourage effect and boost everything. So I'm, I'm constantly like, if you're afraid to get high, like start there and then maybe a 16 to one and then try an eight to one. And ideally I would love for you to get to that one to one ratio. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think for, um, you know, certain conditions, the higher ratio, maybe, I mean, there does seem to be some support that um, anxiety um, has helped a little bit more with the higher ratios, but there certainly is data suggesting that a more balanced ratio is going to help more with your pain and your inflammation. Yeah. Um, now, do y'all make a 16 to one or is it only? We do, yeah. Okay. I thought so. So I just gifted the 16 to one sweet Jane to a mom friend of mine. She's a single mom with two teenagers who are total hellions and making her life crazy. And I'd given her a vape pen, but the THC, she couldn't do it. It's just this overly buzzy thing. And so then I had her try the Petromints oh, that Kiva great. does. Yes. And she likes those, but but she was like, I think I just really want to try some CB. And so I took that over to her a couple of days ago. And Cool. Yeah. I'd be interested to see. Yeah. How well, she likes I, it. I mean, by the end of the evening, she was like, I can feel. A, a lightness, like cool. a, a weight being lifted. So cool. Sometimes as long as we just can, what you need. That's right. <laughs> if we can help more single moms have yeah. sane lives, then we're all better for it. Well, you know, I, I think um, a large part of the problem is the lack of education, which is um, one of the things that makes your podcast so great because people know they want to try cannabis, and um, you know, there's a lot of fear around getting high. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, there's the lack of knowledge that maybe after taking 20 to 1 for a while, they might want to try 8 to 1 or 4 to 1. Um, and I think it would be useful for people to know that. 
Yeah. Because they might be getting a more therapeutic experience if they were um, taking a different tincture. But it's interesting. Um, my dad, you know, a little bit earlier, you were talking about um, shifting the stigma and how people had just always think weed is just for getting high. Cannabis is what it's for. When, when I first started the business, my dad was very supportive of it. But he, every time we talk practically, he'd be like, but is it going to get him high? Like he just c- couldn't lose that yeah. mentality that really what it is all about is getting high. Maybe it'll help your pain a little bit, but it's really about getting high. And uh, he's got pain and he never, tr- never tried tinctures. He just tried them for the first time. Oh my and gosh. it seems like I said, I, he got some 16 to one and 20 to one. Uh huh. And the 16 to one was helping him. And uh, he said he's now interested in trying some with a little more THC. So well done. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But, that, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, the, the seeds of prohibition are so rooted in that generation mm-hmm. that it's really hard. You just want to shake the shit out of them. He says his buddy is still <laughs> convinced that it's a gateway to heroin. I'm oh like, God. no, visiting your doctor and telling him you have pain might be a larger gateway to, yeah. to opiates than, yes. than cannabis. It totally is. Um, but I, you know, and I feel like most of the older people that have dipped their toe in the pool are like, oh my God, guys, get in here. The water's great. Yeah. And so I feel like the older population become the best advocates for cannabis once they try it. Yeah. Is there something special about Humboldt or about tinctures? Is there something that you want to make sure that, that the listeners really know? When you say Humboldt, I think of, you know, the heartland of, of cannabis and I think whole plant, whole flower. And I, I think about how big, um, I don't even know what everybody calls them these days. Hemp CBD, CBD only. Um, oh, yes. CBD products good. that you're going to see in a drugstore. I can't, my parents sent me a picture of, it's just like a regular grocery store of the shelves and shelves of CBD products. Yes. Um, it's pretty crazy. And, um, I just, again, you know, regarding education and and lack of, I think it would be useful for people to know that when you're getting one of those hemp products, all it has is CBD in it. And what we know about whole plant extracts is that they contain a whole suite of different um, cannabinoids and components that have therapeutic benefits. And they all work together to make it really very powerful and therapeutic medicine. You've got mm-hmm. the CBD, the THC, the CBN, the CBG, the terpenes, and all sorts of things that I'm guessing aren't yeah. even discovered at this and point. And that would be labeled full spectrum, yeah. right, on the on the label? Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes, or sometimes it's called whole plant or whole, plant whole flower. Or full, okay. Uh, there's a variety of terms, which probably okay. makes it confusing. Well, right. And that's why I'm like, okay, yeah. like, what are people looking yeah. for in the packaging? But I, I wonder if people, you know, I imagine people wonder, why is this, this product at the dispensary so much? And I, there are some hemp products um, in dispensaries, I've noticed. But, you know, why is a whole plant um, CBD product so much more expensive? Why would I pay that when I can just get something from... My grocery store, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the answer is, is that most likely you're, you're going to have a more therapeutic experience with your body. Well, and the other thing too, you know, and I'm glad you brought this up because, you know, and you can get the, the hemp-based CBD oil in all 50 states. Mm-hmm. 
And a lot of people that aren't in a legal state, you know, they have to choose from the options that are available to them. And those are, it's a great option. Yeah. If you don't have another option, like I, I would certainly say go for it, you know? Sure. And I, I always kind of worry and want people to read labels and, you know, make sure they're seeing where is the CBD sourced from? If you're buying something online, if it's not sourced in the United States, like that's the first hemp and cannabis, they leach things out of the soil. So any sort of heavy metals and pollutants and all that kind of stuff would, will end up mm-hmm. in this in the plant, which will then end up in your tincture or extract if you are And when reading. you concentrate it, then you concentrate the heavy metals and yeah. the pesticides. And, and um, so, yeah, it's just like really educating people on being savvy consumers when mm-hmm. it comes to purchasing and choosing these hemp CBD products mm-hmm. when you aren't in a legal state. Mm-hmm. Or go visit a legal state and then pull the label off when you get on the plane <laughs> to go home and just put it in your dop kit. Seriously. Yeah. I met a vet from Florida who, yeah, he doesn't have access to any good medicine there. Um, and it's it's heartbreaking because he's in a lot of pain, you know, yeah. and he should have access to really good medicine. Where but does he live? Florida. Well, he should be able to. He was telling me that the majority of the products that he comes in contact with, he doesn't think are high quality. Oh, um, hmm. you know, a lot of times it just takes that experimentation and the willingness to try a couple of different things. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I'm not very familiar with the products coming out of Florida. You know, one of the benefits of the regulated market is that product has to be clean in order, order to be in the stores these days. Right. And that is a really good thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't really talk a whole lot about when you are combining the other medicinal plants with cannabis, you know, that too has its own entourage effect. And so, you know, the the cannabis and the other medicinal plants are working together and um, it's really a powerful therapeutic effect. So these other plants, this is like what, holy basil or... Or like or hops or okay. um, I'm trying to... Lavender. I'm trying to think of ones that people are familiar with. At passion flower, that beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful flower is really great uh, medicine for relaxing and sleep. And it actually um, reduces muscle spasms. Um, Interesting. So um, I get those when I get all stressed and anxious. You know, you get the twitchy eye. The twitchy eye, eye. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the calm formula might help. <laughs> nice. Well, and I've taught people before in uh, terpenes classes about the same thing that's in your lavender or this lemongrass or whatever is also, you know, these same terpenoids can be found in the cannabis plant. And so kind of helping people make that parallel. But now, you know, what you guys are doing are actually taking these other plants along with the cannabis and creating these magical formulas that... And it's so interesting to learn about why they're really working, like what's really happening, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, the classic kind of stereotype of a person smoking cannabis is kind of falling asleep on the couch. And that's because there's a lot of mercine in a lot of strains and mercine mm-hmm. promotes sleepiness. Yeah. Um, and little um, and mm-hmm. it, it is um, such a foreign subject to so many people, but it's everybody loves the smell of lavender. and. Yeah. yeah, it's all about the terpenes, you know. Right. Well, and you know, the other benefit of tinctures is 
It is a super easy method of consumption. It's also an inconspicuous method of Mm -hmm. consumption. A woman can keep a little bottle in her purse or a little travel kit when you're going out of town or something. And Because a lot of the people that I work with are trying to hide their consumption from teenagers or they don't like the way, you know, cannabis smells, mm-hmm. you know, I always think they're crazy, but mm-hmm. you know, some people just don't like that smell and they're like, this smells at my whole house. Like I don't want this. And so I think that, you know, a tincture is a great method of consumption. I think women really will gravitate to it. They either already do or mm-hmm. people that maybe learn about it on the show, like they'd be like, oh yeah, I would totally be a tincture person. And it's also a really accurate way to dose as well. You know, it's yeah. on the packaging. You, you see how much is in one dropper full. and Yeah, don't y'all even show like this is how much is in a drop. This is how much is in a dropper. We used to show how much was in a drop, but then we kind of felt like it just – the requirements for the amount of information that needed to be on the packaging got so big. <laughs> yeah. It really started to be like you'd look at a box and it would just be like there's all these words. So we felt like anywhere where we could reduce some wording, we yeah. did. So we we dropped the drop. And, okay. And now you know how much is in a bottle and, and how much is in a, a dropper full. So Are your droppers – I can't remember. Are they labeled? Do you yeah. Have, yeah. That's what I thought they were. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's another great – yeah, great advancement. Didn't you, we didn't used to have droppers like that, and um, and they're child proof. They're child proof and tamper resistant or tamper evident, and um, yeah, all the things. Um, we use all organic ingredients in our product. We really pride ourselves as having the highest quality tincture on the market, or one of them. Nice. Um, so, if people want to learn more about the different products that you have and the different formulas that y'all have created, they can go and see that on. It's Humboldt-Apothecary.com. Okay. Yeah. But our website is a wealth of information. We've got a lot of information about um, our individual products. And we've got a learn page, which has um, all sorts of information about cannabis and newsletters and recipes. And Oh, nice. Yeah. Kiva. Kiva. As your distributor. Yep. So you're, you're all over California then, We're right? We're all over California. Yeah. Kiva's great. They've done, they've done really well. Nice. Us. Nice collaborative partner. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for for hanging out with me and demystifying tinctures for the Casually Baked audience. I'll share links to all this good stuff in the show notes and also a really lovely video that I saw on oh, on your your website that kind of showcases you and Gillian and you know what you are doing and how you've been in- inspired to make your mark on the cannabis culture. Thanks so much, Joanna. I really appreciate the opportunity to get to speak to your listeners. Yeah. Big thanks to Susan for helping me put together this mix of terminology you should totally familiarize yourself with when shopping for concentrates, oils, and tinctures. First, a whole plant or whole flower extract. That refers to using the small leaves and resinous flowers of the cannabis plant. It is rich in CBD, THC, other cannabinoids, terpenoids, and flavonoids. So if you get drug tested at work, then you should most definitely not use whole plant or whole flower products. But if you purchase a product labeled whole flower or whole plant extract in a licensed dispensary, you can be sure that it is pesticide-free. 
Broad spectrum and full spectrum, on the other hand, is what we're talking about when it comes to industrial hemp-derived CBD products. It's important to note that currently there's no operational regulations of industrial hemp. That means no agency is testing these products to ensure they are pesticide-free and safe for your consumption. Yes, there are mindful companies out there producing high-quality extracts, but the question is, how can you find them? One of the first and easiest ways to narrow your search is to look for extracts made in the USA. Both hemp and cannabis are plants that leach nutrients and pesticides and heavy metals and all kinds of stuff that's in the soil. They suck it up into their plants, so it's important to purchase concentrates and extracts cautiously because whatever they take in, you are going to consume. Now, don't be scared. Just know what you're looking for. Another distinction to note is that some companies use the flower and hemp seed while others use the seeds and stalk. Either way, they both must contain less than 0.3% of THC. The distinction between broad and full-spectrum CBD can really be deduced in the name. Broad spectrum contains CBD and a small amount of terpenes and perhaps a small amount of other cannabinoids. Full spectrum, on the other hand, seems to be the way to go in the industrial hemp realm. Not only does full spectrum contain a higher percentage of CBD than broad spectrum, but it also has a higher concentration of other cannabinoids and terpenes. CBD only or CBD isolate, when you see that on packaging, that refers to an extraction process that produces a product that contains only CBD with no other cannabinoids, terpenoids, or flavonoids. It can be extracted from industrial hemp or whole plant. This is going to be the way to go for those of you who get drug tested for work or sports. For the rest of you, If you think all you want is CBD and no THC, it's time for you to retire that notion. The synergistic relationship between cannabinoids, terpenes, and flavonoids, also known as the entourage effect, has been shown to increase the healing properties of each. This means that an extract that is rich in a variety of those constituents will likely produce a more therapeutic effect than an extract that is primarily rich in only CBD. If you live in a non-legal state or don't shop in cannabis dispensaries, the CBD products that you see on the shelves at your grocery or health food store are made with broad or full-spectrum hemp extract or CBD isolate. The reason they are allowed to be sold in the mainstream is because the THC content is below 0.3%. Now be wary of products that aren't labeled with potency. And if you're unsure of the quality, it is your right as a consumer to contact the manufacturer and ask to see those test results. For you dispensary shoppers, most products are currently made with whole plant or whole flower extracts. However, There are some exceptions, so you too need to diligently read labels and ask questions to be sure of what you're getting. Not all CBD is the same, and you want to make sure that you're purchasing a high-quality product that is safe for you and your body. You, my friend, are a precious snowflake, so take care of you. 
I hope this talk on tinctures was helpful. If you know someone else who needs the knowledge, then please share this episode with your friend or family member. Humboldt-apothecary.com is a really useful website to get acquainted with cannabis oils and tinctures. I personally love the recipes. They offer healthy and creative ways to diversify your dosing. The FAQs and dosing guidelines are great for newbies. I'll share links and highlights in the show notes at casuallybake.com. And how about you help me program an episode of the podcast by asking your can of curious questions or booking your free 15-minute session online at casuallybaked.com. Click the big gray schedule appointment button at the top of the page. And of course, if you want to socialize, my handle is at casuallybaked on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Be sure to make friends with at Humboldt Apothecary while you're there. We had a time together. Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. I've got one last stop on my Humboldt County tour. Next week, I'm at Alpenglow Farms, the home of my favorite workweed and the beautiful family who cultivates it. I look forward to introducing you to Craig, Melanie, and the girls who'll give us an up-close view of regenerative farming practices in action. Have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.